First uh, argued case this morning is number 21-1960, Prezoa Engineering Corporation v. Samsung Electronics America. Mr. Carey. Good morning, and may it please the Court. Prezoa Engineering's 591 patent, invented by Prezoa's founder, Dr. Prieto, claims a specific system for replacing an image in a video stream with a user-selected image taken from a second video stream, substituting the second for the first image, and then creating a third stream containing the edited video. The way that the claims operate is the first stream, the first image, comes from what's defined in the claims as the original video stream. The user-selected, and that's the image that is supposed to be replaced. The second image comes from the stream that the claims call the user input stream. That's the image that the user wants to use new. That's the replacement image. And then the third resulting composite modified stream is called in the claims the displayable edited video stream. So the claims have these three defined video streams, which have important functions. Now, the way that the claim is set up to operate, it performs this selection and substitution process in a very specific way. And what will be seen is that the specific way the claims of this patent operate are fundamentally different than the way the other image processing systems of the two prior references operate. So in the patent, in the 591 patented claims, what happens is the user uses a data entry device. For example, a keyboard or a touch screen, something which allows entry of data. The user uses a data entry device that's coupled with a display device, which displays the original video. And again, that's the video that has the image that is desired to be replaced. The user interacts, uses the data entry device, operates the data entry device to interact with the display device and select one or more pixels to use as the first image, which is again the image to be replaced. Then the user has something that the claims call a video. Let me ask you a question. The selection of one or more pixels, is that something that the user can do, has to do on a pixel by pixel basis in the claims? Or is it enough for the user, for example, to circle a face and then the face consists of a number of pixels, but is that a selection of pixels in your view? A selection of, so the claim language merely, the claim language states selection of one or more pixels. So the user could either pinpoint a particular pixel or a group of pixels. So if the user just circles the face in the original video. That would be a selection. That would be a selection of pixels. I believe so, Your Honor. Now that issue is not, doesn't drive any issue or dispute in this appeal, but I believe that's a fair reading of that claim language. If I'm correct, one of the issues in appeal is what is disclosed in Citrix figure one, including whether there's a display, right? That's an issue in dispute? That's a very big issue in dispute. So isn't that a fact question, that is what is disclosed in the prior art reference and one that the 
the board resolved and seems to have had substantial evidence in favor of what they found. That's how we would, that's the correct way for us to ask the question, right? I think the framing of the question is proper. Okay, and so why isn't that they have an expert who says a person of skill in the art would read this as an actual display and not as you call it, like a mere cartoon or a conceptual drawing. So why shouldn't we, why wasn't it appropriate for them to credit that testimony? Very simply, Your Honor, because that is an obvious misreading of the prior art reference. The court operates under the substantial evidence standard, but as the Supreme Court has instructed and this court's precedent has confirmed, that's not a rubber stamp of the agency fact finding. The court here looks at the legitimacy of the fact finding to determine if it has enough support in the record. And here, if simply looking at that disclosure, because the finding on Citric, the board's finding that Citric disclosed, so there are two claim limitations that we've brought in this appeal, that we're focusing this appeal on. The first one is whether there is in Citric and Centner a display device displaying an original video stream. The board's finding on that question is entirely dependent. The only citation to Citric is what's in Citric figure one for that. As interpreted by Samsung's expert who says that one of skill in the art would read that as an actual physical display. And this court has said in the cases that we've cited, for example, the Karam Technologies case, that when an expert, paid expert testimony, when their conclusions aren't supported by the actual reference, the expert testimony is not given away. Why is the expert testimony not supported by the reference? Okay. Because, Your Honor, if you look at figure one of Citric, there is clearly no display being shown. What they're calling the display is identified in figure one by the number in that figure is number 120. Number 120 is the box with two faces. Okay. And that is a depiction of the video, the program, the video program. It's not a device displaying the program. It's very clear in Citric that that is true. Paragraph 63 of Citric specifically says that item 112 is the video program. It's not a device. It's not a piece of equipment. Can you give us the appendix site to paragraph 63 of Citric? It's appendix page, Your Honor, 1987. I'm sorry. That's the wrong one. It's appendix 1985. And I misidentified the number in the figure. It's number 120. That's what the board relied upon as being the video display device. So paragraph 63 of Citric on appendix 1985 says that what 120 is in figure one, what 120 is is the program content. It's not a piece of equipment. It's not a display. It's the video program. I'm not following why that doesn't, why that contradicts what the expert said. Because it's not a disclosure, Your Honor, of a display device 
that's playing a video. It's 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 a depiction of what's in the video itself. The but data it's in the video. The program it shows what the program does. It's not a it's not a disclosure of a, of a device. Look at look at let me let me show you Citric. Um, uh, look at Figure thirteen in Citric. Pardon, which one? Figure thirteen in Citric, which is appendix page nineteen seventy eight. At the bottom of this figure, this is this this this, this figure is, is described in the spec of Citric as 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 an embodiment of the output of the Citric system. There's a display shown in Figure 13. When Citric wants to to disclose a display, he clearly knows how to disclose a display. And by the way, the 1344 inside the display of Figure 13, 1344, the the spec reference of 1344 is a video program. So there's a, there's a disclosure in... Doesn't the program control what's displayed? The, the program, Your Honor, is the video content. It's the movie or the TV show. It's not, it's not the thing displaying the movie or TV show. And, and there's, and there's no disclosure. Figure one just talks about the content. It says, here's, here's content. There's two faces. We can take one face and replace one face with another face. But there's no, in Citric, there's no display of that content, of that original content. And there's a very good reason why in Citric there's no display of the original content. Because Citric has no function or purpose whatsoever for display of the original content. In the 591 patent, the reason that there is an image display device displaying the original video with the frame you want to take out is because the user goes in there and selects what you want to take out. But in Citric... The user doesn't do that. In Citric, there, the, the selection of what to take out is not done by the user. It's done by a computer program, which Citric calls the tracking subsystem. So the user doesn't identify in Citric what to take out. Therefore, the user doesn't need to see the video in order to say, I want to take that out. There's no, there's no purpose of an original video display displaying the original video in Citric, so he doesn't have it. He wouldn't even be able to use it if he had it. What about Sempner? Um, Sempner, uh, I notice, uh, uh, does not um, deal with claim two, but it deals with all the other claims. If we were to ignore Citric altogether, um, would we have to uh, reverse as to claim two? Even assuming that we... Agreed with Sentner's assessment of the other claims. And claim two is not an issue in your district court claim case, two. so maybe you don't care. But I, but um, I, I'm just as a matter of trying to figure out which of these two references has what effect. I'm curious. Your Honor is correct. Um, claim two was found obvious over Citric. So if Citric doesn't render claim two obvious. Sent, the board found that Sentford does not render claim two obvious, so there would be nothing uh, rendering and claim two unpatentable if you, you disregard. Urging, uh, would you be urging a reversal on that issue, or is that not an issue that ultimately is significant to your case? Um, I'm sure my client would like to have claim two back, but the, the focus of our appeal is on the limitations of claim one, and we we um, 
have, fo have focused on that. Okay. Um, because, and, and even if, I mean, I, I think it's very, it's an obvious, if you look at figure one, it's obvious in Citric, it's obviously not disclosing a display device. <clears throat> it's just disclo disclosing the, the program, not the display of the program. But, and, and Dr. Delp, the petitioner's um, expert, doesn't give any reasons. But if the program it, requires a display, doesn't that satisfy? It does, Your Honor, not every program requires a display. I can hand you a DVD that has a program on it. Doesn't have. I mean, may or may not be displayed. Okay, it, it's it's a, it's a it's a disc with data saved on it. In that case, video data. So that's the program, and that's what what is in Figure One. It's a program. It's a picture from a program. It's not a display. Is like a is like a TV TV monitor, computer monitor, something displaying a program. Figure one is just disclosing the program itself. Again, Citric doesn't even use the, a display of the original program. In, in the patent of 591, the user needs to display the original program to find the thing that he wants to replace. In Citric, the user doesn't do that at all. There's an automated system called the tracking subsystem, and it generates, identifies in the video, all the reference objects that it wants to tag for potential replacement. That's an automated process. The user doesn't do that. Citrix computer does that. The okay. user then comes in. In Citrix, though, when the when the user decides, well, I want to replace, let's say, Judy Garland um, among the uh, video library that you you have in the Citrix setting. Um, it could have replaced the cowardly lion or the scarecrow, but wants to replace Judy Garland's face. Isn't that user, by making that determination, in effect selecting one or more pixels for replacement? They, depending on how that is implemented in Citric, it's unclear. For example, the user could be given um, a text list of the characters. But you're saying maybe that there's the, no image. The given. problem is that the. Cowardly Lion and Judy are not displayed to the user for the user at that point. Correct. In Citric, what the user is getting, it's getting the reference objects that the computer has tagged from the original video, but the user is not looking at the original video. It's, take, it, it's creating its user input, it's taking its own face, and it's causing its own face to be plugged in to one of those reference objects. The reference objects in Citric are analogous um, to the to the first images in, in 591. And you're the, saying that the user in Citric never sees the faces uh, that are subject to the well, replacement? What, what the user doesn't do in Citric is the user doesn't, doesn't select the image to be replaced from a display of the original video. Okay, but that's your interpretation. The petitioner's expert had a different interpretation. Why is that interpretation unreasonable? Well, we get now, well, I, I, as to whether or not there is any display of an original video, the expert merely and only points to figure one. And figure one does not show a display. Did it you shows have an expert program. who contradicted the petitioner's expert? Yes, Your Honor, we do. We submitted opposing Expert testimony on that. The, ex the, the inventor. Was the expert was the inventor. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Well, we're out of time. We'll give you two minutes for a rebuttal. Okay. Mr. Lee. Thank you. 
Good morning, Your Honors, and may it please the Court, Richard Rainey on behalf of Samsung. This is a substantial evidence appeal with two independent bases. Before you get into the merits of your argument, could you help me out on Claim 2? Sure. Does Claim 2 rely solely and exclusively on Citric? Am I right in that? That is correct, Your Honor. But they've not separately appealed any limitations with respect to that, and so therefore the issue is, the only issue that's been appealed are the two limitations in the independent claim, Claim 1. So you think they've waived any argument with respect to Claim 2? Absolutely, Your Honor. It would have been incumbent upon them if they wanted... Say Claims 1 through 4. Right, but there's no independent argument about Claim 2. But what if there's two limitations at dispute in the appeal? What if we don't find both of those in Citric, but we find them in Centner? Claim 2 would survive, wouldn't it? Except there's no argument in their brief that you should reverse only on Claim 2. So again, just applying basic waiver principles, that issues... This entire appeal rises and falls on the two independent grounds in Claim 1. That's our position. But if we disagree with you entirely on Citric and agree with you entirely on Centner, then Claim 2 survives, just as a matter of logic, doesn't it? As a matter of logic, but not as a matter of... There's no... The words, that argument is nowhere in the topside brief in this case. But I understand the point, and logically, yes, that would be correct. I would also add Claim 2 is not issued in the district court case. So that's perhaps why they haven't separately challenged that. Let me just focus, since the topside argument focused mostly on Citric and on this argument about image display. I believe counsel said that the only disclosure is in Figure 1. That's incorrect. It's simply incorrect. It's the text of the entire reference and the testimony of the expert. And in fact, if I direct the court to our expert's declaration, Paragraph 11, at Appendix A2156, Paragraph 11, where our expert testified to the board, based on these disclosures, and I'm quoting, and he's talking about the background, the entirety of the patent, where the patent talks about bringing in general purpose computer technology. And by the way, this was also at issue with respect to Claim 11 in the prior appeal, this general concept. Our expert says, a person of ordinary skill in the art, a posita, would understand that the personal computers disclosed by Citric would utilize an input device, such as a keyboard, mouse, and or touch screen, which input devices were all well known in the art, as evidenced by the texts referenced by Citric, at least because a user would need to select a replacement image, as well as a target image, in order to carry out certain aspects of the invention disclosed by Citric. Okay, but that passage you just read doesn't address the argument Mr. Carey is making, which is that it doesn't select from the original video feed. Our expert went on, so that's setting up that Figure 1, because he's citing the Figure 1 in this paragraph, has to be read, understood by a person of ordinary skill in the art, as in the context of a personal computer where you have a display and you have input devices, including a touch screen. And then he goes on to specifically deal with this limitation in other paragraphs of his report. He talks about, for example, in Citric itself, in Paragraph 7, this is at Appendix 1979, 
It is a further object of the present invention to provide various means for selecting, tracking, and substituting portions of the predefined audiovisual presentation. That's the original video with the user's selected visual image. That's the image you want to replace. So Judy Garland is in the in the predefined audiovisual presentation to borrow Judge Bryson's uh, example. And he, our expert goes on to say, a person of ordinary skill would understand that the user selects images with a data entry device, such as a keyboard, and that a person of ordinary skill in the art would also understand from Citric that a user would necessarily have to select one or more pixels in order to select an image or portion of, portion of an image as disclosed in Citric. But the question is posed, I think, by Mr. Carey is, was there, is there any point based on Citric in which, uh, Citric says that the previous video, the first video, the one from which the target images are, are drawn, um, is in fact displayed to the user? Yes, it says in- Setting aside Dr. Delp, what Dr. Delp's characterization, where in Citric is that laid out most clearly in your view? Paragraph 31, as well, first of all, the figure one itself is showing you a, a, a what looks like a TV screen with the, with the original characters in it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one. And then the text accompanying figure one, which is at appendix 1980. This is paragraph 31 of Citric. And I quote, in the figure, and this is figure one, representations of two people, a first person, 123, and a second person, 127, are visible in the program video 120. Our expert relies on that. The board pointed to that specifically. We submit that as substantial evidence. And on that basis, the court should affirm. And that, you think, is the, is the clearest example of a display of the original video to the user? Absolutely, yes, I do. Could the board alternatively have credited Dr. Prieto and said... It's just a cartoonish, you know, sort of conceptual drawing. It's not an actual video display. So on this point, I don't know that that would be a credible uh, finding. I would challenge that as lacking substantial evidence. This finding plainly is supported by substantial evidence. But in in in, in either case, under this board's review of, uh, of agency uh, findings, even if there is a reasonable interpretation on the other side, because our interpretation is certainly reasonable, the court has to affirm. Can I ask you about the data entry device uh, limitation? Where does Citric teach uh, that um, it's the first image that is being selected by the user as opposed to the second image being selected by the user? Where do we find that disclosed in Citric? Well, so first of all, there, there's there's no separate challenge to first and second image. Uh, we we, we uh, are... are um... Well, there, there is before us, but you think it was waived. Is that right? I mean that. Well, if, so, so there's an argument that the board was confused about the first and the second image, uh, in, in, in its findings on Citric, and that is absolutely not correct. The, the only argument that was made by, by, uh, Pursua below is, uh, is actually, um, in, in their patent owner response that Citric does not disclose that the user operates Citric's computer to select at least one pixel generally. They never challenged uh, the, 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 which pixel, image, first image the pixel had to correct. come from. And, but, but they are saying before us that that is an issue, correct? Uh, I, I think they're trying to make that argument, but if you look at Appendix 277, uh, which is page 58 of our, of our paper below and 278, 
we clearly point out that both images, the first image and the second image, are selected. And we cite to and quote from the Citric reference where that happens. And let me just get to this point, Judge Stark, that you raised. Because if you look, and again, I'm switching over to this waiver point that I want to point out. At appendix A836 is where Pursua responds to the argument I just pointed you to at A277. The only thing they say, the entirety of their argument below, is, quote, Citric does not disclose that a user operates Citric's computer to select the at least one pixel. Full stop. That's it. The only cite they have is to Prieto's declaration, paragraph 157, which is at appendix 3305 to 3306. What she points to, and that is very clear, is the selection only of the replacement image, that is the second image. There's no discussion at all in that of the first image. And so when the board discusses the second image in its opinion, which is what they're pointing to as being confusion, the board is responding to the only argument that Pursua made below. They say to us in their gray brief at 3 that they did make this argument, and they cite to A820-25, A3262, A3274. I take it they're wrong that they made that argument. Correct. But is there an easy way for me to understand that? Well, I mean, I'm pointing you to the totality of what they cited in response. How would you characterize these seven pages where they say they did make the very argument they're making to us? As just generalized arguments that were not specific to this particular issue, where we raised it and they responded to it. But regardless, our paper at A278, I'm sorry, A277, A278, argues and points to disclosure in Citric for both the first image and the second image. It's also worth pointing out here, this is one of the two references on which the board, there's been no discussion of Centner here at all. Where do we find their response answer to that? Where do we find their response, the portion of their response, the seven or eight pages that they cite? Where do they respond to this argument in the petition? The only page where they respond is at A836. A836? A836. That's the corrected supplemental patent owner response. So it's that one sentence, Citric does not disclose? That's correct, Your Honor. If the court has no further questions, we would ask the court to affirm. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Rainey. Mr. Carey, you have two minutes. Your Honor, quickly, and then I wanted to talk about Centner, but very quickly, the suggestion that item 120 in figure one of Citric discloses a TV screen is completely unfounded. Not even Dr. Delp says that. That has never even been argued. Item 120 in Citric is specifically defined to be program content, not a piece of equipment like a TV screen. So just because it's every rectangle in the patent drawing now a TV screen, I mean, that's not a legitimate argument. Second, on claim two, we appealed as to claims one through four and eight. Claim two is dependent on claim one. So the limitations on claim one that are the subject of our brief, if you agree Citric doesn't disclose those, 
then it didn't disclose them for claim two either, and there'd be no basis for obviousness on claim two. We did appeal as to all the challenge claims, one through four and eight. But you made no separate argument with respect to claim two. No separate argument as to two. But two is dependent on one, so it has the same limitations as one, which are the ones that we did discuss. So I want to get into Centner because that has come up, and I haven't had a chance to talk about that yet. Centner lacks, like Citric, the display showing the original video stream, and it also lacks the data entry device that the user operates to select the image to be replaced. And the reason that Centner lacks those two things is, in Centner, a digital artist, not the user, a digital artist takes the original videos and creates prepared videos by identifying all the items in the video content that want to be targeted for potential replacement and stores them in a database. Where did you make that digital artist argument below? Because your friends on the other side argue you waived it. Well, we argued that the disclosure wasn't there. Centner had no disclosure of a display device for an original video or for a data entry device. Because of a digital artist? Not specifically as to the digital artist, but we argued... You could forget the digital artist. The point is, there's no user in Centner that is identifying which images to be targeted for replacement. The user is not involved in the Centner process at that time. The user comes in after the prepared videos have been prepared and they've been targeted, they've been defined as having things that could be substituted out. Then the user comes in and can select its image to stick into one of those prepared videos. In the Centner reference, there's neither a display device showing the original video because the user comes to only prepared videos. The only argument that has been advanced for this is that there's a library in Centner of videos. But the library of videos in Centner is uniformly and exclusively a reference to the prepared videos that have already been modified from the original videos. The library is not the original video. In other words, it's not an original video library. I think we're out of time. Thank you, Mr. Curry. Thank you, Mr. Rainey. The case is submitted.